0: Hello, everyone. This is Joyce Davis, Lives opinion editor, coming to you again in the midst of the coronavirus crisis. These, indeed, are difficult times, or as the Chinese say, they are interesting times, uh, and you don't necessarily want to live through these times, but we have our our very dutiful uh, analysts, Rajette Harris and Jeffrey Lord, that will join us shortly to talk about the political ramifications of COVID-19. This is Battleground VA, a live podcast discussing the issues that matter to Pennsylvanians and documenting the events in our state that will shape the battle for your vote in the 2020 presidential elections. Okay, I'm back. And so our listeners will know why things may sound a little bit different. We are all recording remotely. As I said, these are difficult times and each one of us are following the guidance of the governor and all of our doctors to say social distancing. So we're all working from home. We're not in a studio. That's why things sound a little bit different. But you can still join us by Battleground PA on Facebook and Twitter, and you can email us at topics at battlegroundpa.org, and if you haven't subscribed You might want to do that real soon. You're going to be missing a lot. But anyway, welcome, Rajette Harris and Jeffrey Lord. Are you guys there in your remote locations? Yes.
1: Present and accounted for.
0: All right. Very good. Well, why don't we get started? We know what we have to talk about. We have to talk about the coronavirus. And I guess I want to start first with Jeffrey, because, Jeffrey, you actually had some exposure to someone who had it. You self-quarantined. And now, how are you?
1: I am doing great. I feel uh, absolutely fine. I think I did the right thing. As I may have said before, I, along with everybody else that went to CPAC, got this mass email on uh, Saturday, a week after we came home.
0: Tell them what CPAC is. Not everybody knows.
1: (laughs) uh, Right. Good point. The Conservative Political Action Conference, which is a gathering of about literally 20,000 of your closest friends, which was a, you know, it goes on for about three and a half days. We had, you know, one speaker after another from the Trump administration ending with the president himself, the vice president before that. It's kind of a nerdy thing, right, where you've got all these people there to talk about the specifics of, uh, oh, health policy or national security policy. And you or shake education a lot of hands at
0: that thing, right? I mean, and and, a lot of and you do. And yeah.
1: I find out a week later that somebody in our midst, it was undetermined at that point. They didn't say who had been exposed to this and was i guess going to be hospitalized or what have you
0: got so it, i it. thought so at that point i I'd,
1: yeah. I'd already been unaffected for a week and all of the experts say you need a two week period sure. for the thing to incubate so i just stayed home and never left the house and right well, uh, that,
0: that makes sense that makes sense so so basically you're all right now and we're all now in the same boat cuz we're all trying to at least limit our social interactions right Right. So so Roger, tell us how you're doing. Are you having to cancel events with uh, Roger, is chairwoman of the Dauphin County Democrats? I don't know how many public events you had, but you clearly had, I think, coming up um, uh, a campaign or a debate for the
2: congressional uh, race, haven't you? I had organized a candidate forum for our six Democratic order general candidates.
0: Right. Oh, um, okay. And then
2: our candidates were going to, going to be in the St. Patrick's Day parade this weekend. And then, of course, um, for our contested races, we were going to start our canvases, phone banks, things of that nature. But, yes, everything is canceled, including uh, meetings. Um, we've been doing everything through conference call. And even with my day job, today's the first day that I'm working from home. So they have a large group groups of us uh, working remotely from home, even from that standpoint as well.
0: Wow, so so we're all hunkered down, right? Jeffrey, are you at least going out and and doing any kind of shopping or anything? What's going on on your end?
1: Well, Sunday was my first day out, and I used it to go to the grocery store, and mm-hmm. it was interesting to me. I went to the Giant in Camp Hill, and you know they found the usual things that have been reported from around the country. There was absolutely no toilet paper. There was a run on rice for whatever reason and soup. I forgot something. I forgot a couple onions, I guess. So I went back a few hours later, and I noticed that the soup counters, or the soup shelves, were being refilled
0: at that point. <laughs> right. so, so people are buying up stuff. Well, look, let's get
2: into Well, this. I let's... have an interesting story, too. I went to the grocery store last night. I almost got tackled for a half gallon of, mar- of milk. What? You mean it wow.
0: was turning violent?
2: There, was two, there were only two left. And I had asked uh one of the women that worked there, "Do you have any more milk in the back?" And she said, "Let me check." So I had my hand on the milk just in case she didn't, and right. this woman came up and was going to grab it out of my hand.
0: Oh my goodness we well sometimes um sometimes crises bring out the best, but sometimes they do bring out the worst. But let's talk about this how this is playing out politically, all right. We're going to start with a poll that I just heard about. I, I it, it came through, I think, on CNN or whatever, but it showed that at least until this week, there was polarization even over the coronavirus and whether to take it seriously. And I, I have to say in my own interactions, I found that as well, some people thought much to do about nothing, don't worry about it. And others were saying, no, this could be a, a serious thing and we should self-quarantine or we should do things seriously. So what do you guys think is behind this disconnect? That once again you've got, and it looked like it was mostly Republicans, uh, Jeffrey, who didn't think we should uh, make too much over this, whereas Democrats were taken seriously. Can you guys explain that, Jeffrey? You want to start?
1: Well, I suspect that a lot of Republicans there are watching the president. And yesterday, I thought he did a fabulous job. I mean, he just stood there and answered one question after another after another, very calmly, very patiently they doing but these what, but what
0: caused the disconnect. Was he the one who caused the disconnect because he sent out the early signs that don't worry about it? I mean, that's what well, he, he I he mean, well,
1: anybody in a leadership position, and this, it doesn't matter whether you're president of the United States or a county commissioner or what have you, you want to uh, make sure that people stay calm, that they don't panic. I mean, the absolute worst thing you can do in a crisis situation of any kind is panic. And it's any president's job to keep people calm and reassure them and not have them panic.
0: Yeah, but now, Deirdre, you the and problem is, is, good is good that communic- when you do
1: that, then you're accused of not taking the no,
0: thing but you know, seriously, which is not accurate. Keeping people calm, giving them the truth, but telling them and right, bringing out their best rather than bringing out their worst. But but why don't you tell me, Reject, What how are you seeing this?
2: To me, it's more about the reaction, more so than necessarily a party when you have situations like this obviously you need people who are more measured, more calm. I would actually put myself in that category in a sense that obviously this is important, but I don't think we should overreact like the experience I had last night at the grocery store with with the milk. I think we need to take the necessary precautions. We all should have been washing our hands anyways. So there are a few right.
0: things, <laughs>
2: So there are a few things that you know we can do to keep this, you know, keep this bread from happening, but I do think that the, the initial response um, from the president is what caused a lot of this panic because people don't quite still even understand what this is and how it's, you know, how you can get it. I came across a couple people who think it's, you know, even if you're separating yourself at home, it's in the air. So, you know, is it going to float through a door or some a door crack or something? <laughs> right. So, right. you know, the communication hasn't been the best. And when people don't understand something, and you hear the stories like we're hearing from Italy and some of these other countries, then of course you're going to be concerned and, and scared for yourself and your, your family members.
0: Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I am getting a, a flurry. You know, I get letters to the editor and op-eds, and I'm getting a flurry of things really criticizing the president on how he's handled this. I mean, I think there's a lot of criticism and concern there about the role that he's played. And I, there's one woman here who's written in 2018, Donald Trump disbanded, the National Security Council Pandemic Unit, that was responsible for pandemic preparation, Trump's 2021 proposed budget cuts 18 million from the Hospital Preparedness Program, 25 million from the Office of Public Health Preparedness in Response, and 85 million from the Emerging and Zoonotic Infectious Diseases Program. So, I mean, these are concrete things that people are pointing to, Jeffrey, and it really doesn't make the president look too good right now in the terms of his leadership and, of course, his ability to make sure we were planning and prepared for an, uh, a pandemic.
1: Well, let me say, first of all, the thing that gets me about this, Kim Morrison, who was in charge of relief of this pandemic unit in the White House, has now written an op-ed for The Washington Post and says that these stories that the, the whole thing was disbanded, are flatly false. He was there. He was running this. They had a changeover from one group to another. I mean, he goes through this in quite considerable detail. And it disturbs me that people float these stories that are utterly false about this. I mean, this is what I call the politicization well, of all this. Well, this
0: is ABC News, apparently, that has this out. And uh, we, in fact, we invite our readers, our listeners, to go and check it out for yourself. Just what happened? Why is it that the co- the country was so unprepared? Or the truth is, honestly, Jeffrey, the world seems to be unprepared for this. But we always le- make Americans put us up a little bit higher. We should be even more prepared.
2: But let, let's yeah, turn uh, back to the Well, we are definitely unprepared. I mean, hospitals in this area alone don't even have test kits. Well, so, and, and it, it seems like even today they were looking.
0: Some of the governors uh, had a conversation or had a meeting with the president to discuss just whether they were going to get respirators or ventilators, or so, and apparently they're being told to fend for themselves to just buy it on their own. Some are a little bit upset over it and concerned about what that means for the direction the federal government is providing for states. I mean, that's that's one of the issues that's out there: is the federal government really doing its role? Is it showing leadership? And that may not just be Trump; it could be the people that are in charge of these different agencies that need to step up. But again, Jeffrey, you know. That's why you need capable people. You need you need people who are experienced, and it's not just political appointees.
1: Well, you know, Dr. Anthony Fauci has been doing this kind of thing since I was working for President Reagan in the 1980s. I mean, he has been around for all of these things over and over and over again. You could not possibly have anyone more experienced than Dr. Fauci.
0: But he's not in charge so, of every agency that has to respond to this. He's no, his and, and there his is one problem.
1: other thing here that I would suggest, and this is a difference of government. We have in this country what we call federalism, which is to say the governor of Pennsylvania is responsible for, the, for Pennsylvania and the governor of Ohio and New York, et cetera, for their respective states. No one presumably knows their state better than they do. So you have to give them some leeway to do things their way as they think is best for their constituents. That's Agreed, the way I, I'm, the federal I'm saying, system. Runs.
0: Yeah, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying they seem to be expecting more from the federal government than they're getting this seems to be an expectation that the federal government in times of crisis in times of national emergency steps in and provides leadership and supplies and that doesn't seem to be happening according to these governors but but well and one
1: other thing joyce i want to say which i think is particularly important here we had this president say in january this virus is coming and the very first thing I want to do is restrict travel to and from China.
0: I know so he, he puts that out there. That out before. He was criticized for that, but it turns out that was the right thing to do. In fact, he, had, he, wanted to, he finally restricted to Europe, but didn't include Great Britain. Now Great Britain's included in the thing. So absolutely right, we should be closing down the borders as early as possible. Raette, let's turn to the Democrats. We've got two candidates now left who's speaking to who's speaking with more authority and leadership on this virus between Biden and Bernie.
2: Obviously this crisis has tested both of their leaderships and it seems like Vice President Biden is resonating a little bit more with democratic voters. We have some primaries today um as you know so we'll find out you know through those votes for those who are able to go to the polls. But based on you know the feedback I've received it seems like the calm demeanor of Vice President Biden seems to be resonating a little bit more. I mean, I didn't think well, I,
0: I that he just does not seem to be as authoritative. I mean, what
2: is it? No, I just think it's, it's uh, Biden just has uh, experience in this area, I haven't been in the White House before as a former vice president.
0: Mm-hmm. I just
2: think his experience is just showing through. It's nothing negative against uh, Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. But I just think having been in this situation in the past, Because if I'm not mistaken, um, swine flu and a few other things was under the Obama administration. Or the SARS
0: Um, virus, I think, and Ebola and all that stuff was out. Right.
2: So, you know, Vice Biden has been through this uh, health crisis like this. And I just think that's just coming through in his speeches and in his debate uh, performance the other night.
0: OK, well, listen, we're going to break here. But when we come back, we're going to look ahead. We're going to see how all of this might impact, I guess, the, the next primaries going forward and whether we see signs that Trump is stepping up to the plate in the leadership role. So we're going to pause here. We'll come back to continue our conversation. Okay, Rajat, Jeffrey, we are back. Thank you for a a, a lively conversation to start us off, but let's look ahead. Where is this going? And and Jeffrey, let's start with you. The president, as you say, stepped up and and, uh, answered questions and seems to be accepting that this virus is really dangerous. In fact, Looks like Trump has gone even further than Governor Wolf. He, he says there shouldn't be meetings of more than 10 people. How do you see his responding and his leadership now, Jeffrey?
1: I think he's doing a great job, of course. But here here's the thing, and I'm just going now for my silver hair advantage point, is that when you have a situation like this, there are two things that happen. One, there's the event itself and whatever happens that surrounds that event for however long that ripples out. Then the second part, which I find fascinating, is how America changes because of that event. When I look at, say, the assassination of President Kennedy, Mm. you know, we went through four days, it was terrible, all that kind of thing. But it started a significant change. I mean, for one thing, the civil rights bills of the 1960s, which were basically going nowhere, were passed by Congress as a tribute to President Kennedy. Mm -hmm. Vietnam. Suddenly became a big deal. Well, who so what knows you're what would happen? There, there's if,
0: opportunity if, here for us to to basically change for the better. Correct. There will if, be opportunity.
1: You, we just don't recognize it yet. But I, believe me, you, it's coming, and it's going to be a different world.
0: It's a, it's a, definitely a different world. Reject you? Do you buy that? Do you see things getting better? Although I, it looks like some of the primaries, your Democratic primaries, are are being canceled or postponed or something.
2: Yes, and I'm even hearing even here in Pennsylvania, depending on how long this lasts. They might be trying to ask everyone to vote by mail as well. So it'll be interesting to see the developments here in Pennsylvania. Again, as I mentioned in the previous segment, we've had these type of health scares, these type of health crises before. So we didn't learn from those. We should have been prepared for this.
0: I should have been prepared for pandemics because they've been out there. That's been out there for a while. Well,
2: that's the point I'm making. This isn't the first one we've had. Mm -hmm. Um, So we keep saying we're going to learn, we're going to learn, we're going to learn, and we keep talking about the past, but it's obvious we're not learning from that there's there's right. There's no reason why we should be running out 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 of sanitizer out of masks, as we all know also they're not just testing anyone you have to have a certain criteria to even get tested because they don't have the test kits to test people so you know and that all is adding to people's panic as well, especially when you have that type of personality where you over worry anyways
0: right well. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, you raise some very good points. I mean, this we've already we had the mayors, we had the SARS, we have the Ebola. We have these things that keep coming. So, Jeffrey, I mean, again, you I know you say you think the president's doing a great job, but shouldn't really he has had have all his, his infrastructure in place to respond to this or to be prepared for this? Because it's not something real. Well, I mean, the I,
1: question then, if we're going to if we're going to do that, then the question is, why wasn't it there by the time he took office?
0: Well, the, the point I mean, was, President was Obama
1: a, had, eight, had eight years to do this and well, he didn't do any, any well, of no, it. That's not so, true.
0: Apparently there existed this office in under Obama that was dismantled under under. Joe. Well, that so but that's, that's not, not true,
1: Joyce. But but Joyce, I'm but, telling but you, the you man who ran
2: it says true, it's not true. Responsible oh, wasn't President Trump's wasn't his his slogan, make America great again? So as soon as he came in, he said he would be, you know, ready at day one and make it great. But
0: I mean, I know one of the big I mean, it it just does
1: seem to me that that there is a political motive here. The people that that I mean, why was Congress wasting all this time impeaching the president when this crisis was looming? Why Uh, were they doing that? They should have been dealing with this.
0: Was he even speaking about this crisis at the time? I didn't hear anything from the president. The first thing I think we heard from the president, I'm a bit upset about this, too, because I see Americans being misled. You know what? Why wasn't the president speaking to this months ago? If indeed he had information that this was a crisis, that this was once this.
1: once this. I mean, he did start speaking about this in January.
0: Late, other people were speaking about it first. Late, late.
1: Joyce, that. Joyce, he was accused have- of being a racist and a xenophobe for raising the topic.
2: But, you know, the the Republican-led Senate also, Senate also has some wow. to-
0: Well, let, let's move on to another thing. It's clearly got some ramifications with regard to the best thing that, that the president had going for him. And that was the economy. I mean, it's looking like this is going to devastate our economy with businesses closing, with the stock market up and down and down more than up. What is this going to really mean for how the president is going to defend his record uh, in this reelection campaign, uh, uh, Jeffrey?
1: Well, I think the president needs to take it right straight to his opponents. If they hadn't wasted all this time impeaching him, we would have been dealing with this. So he could not
0: deal with this, and he did not bring it up because there was impeachment proceedings against him. The timeline is incontrovertible. When when, When this this virus
1: arose, Congress wanted to deal with nothing other than impeachment. And they made sure that the president wasn't dealing with anything so, so other than Rish, impeachment. That
0: the argument is going to be that if, the, if they, we wouldn't be in this situation if Congress hadn't impeached the president. That's going to be the president's arguments to the American
2: people. Do you think that's going to fly?
0: One no, of
2: that's not going to fly. I First mean, of all, as soon as this came on the forefront, you had the Democrats, um, at least the House Democrats, put together a package to try to, to vote in, to try to help curve some of the economic issues with this. And the Republican led Senate weren't willing to work with the Democrats. Now they do have a compromise now, but it should not have taken this, this far. You have people who, now that, especially here in Pennsylvania, a lot of things are shut down. You have people losing jobs. Maybe they get unemployment. Will it be their full salaries? People are going to be behind in the rent. They're their bills. You have uh, daycare. You yeah, have we daycare shut down. So they can't, for people who can not go to work, they can't go anyways because they have to stay home with their children. Those are the type of issues people are going to be concerned about. Not happened. Not something that happened six months ago. Well, not so not only that, I mean, I think people are going to be, come be looking for response. solutions.
0: I think people are going to be looking for solutions. I think, OK, you can lay blame, but what are you doing now? What are you doing to basically stop this stock market from sliding, to make sure people have food on the table, to make sure that half the country isn't coming down with this, this, this god-awful virus? Don't you think that, that Trump is going to really have to answer some very hard questions going forward, Jeff? Well,
1: they are answering these questions, Joyce, every day, at least once a day, if not twice a day. We're being told what's going on and what's happening and what they're doing. So you, I mean, think you have things some are of the most experienced people in the government who they're not Republicans or Democrats. They're there are people in the, the, the CDC and elsewhere that have nothing to do with this other than the fact that this is what they do all the time. And they are right there telling us what to do.
0: You think things are going fine. We just need to listen and pay attention to what's being said and simply follow yeah, don't, panic. don't panic. Don't panic. That's is,
2: right.
1: Don't panic. For heaven's sakes. Pay attention to what they're telling us and
0: get it done.
2: And they're telling now. Us. I do. I do agree with Jeffrey there that people should not panic, because there there is a large segment that is that's panicking. But I would argue that part of that panic, not all of it, but part of it, is due to the lack of communication that the White House has given to the public.
0: I know you have experience with someone panicking, but I don't really see panic. I I've talked to a lot of people. I get you know they're calling, they're emailing. I'm on Facebook Live. I don't see panic. I see frustration. I I see frustration. I see people saying, look, I expect more from my government. I expect that the, the, that we will have what we need. And what we're hearing, I think people are frustrated because every day it's something new. Every day people are saying different things. People have ears and they're not hearing the same thing from the president, from his, his advisors. They're hearing different things. And then it's not coordinated with
2: the states. You have, stealing, you have people stealing. You have people stealing toilet paper from hospitals and from right. hotels. <laughs> yeah, you no, know, I'm, I'm serious. Right You're right. They You're panic. Right. They have. <laughs> yeah. You have people stealing things from hospitals and hotels because you can't get at the grocery store. So there are people who are panicking, or else you wouldn't be in that situation. Okay.
0: All right, Jeffrey, you see people panicking as well? Are you are you uh do you think the president is doing No, a good
1: no job I I conflict? I I don't at this point, but it is always there. I mean, if if one is a, a, a sentient person, human being, you know that any kind of situation, it could be this, it could be 911, it could be Pearl Harbor. It could be any serious crisis that the 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 instinct to panic Is always there in human beings, and it has to be tamped down all of the time.
0: And the president
1: is aware of that. I think, frankly, Governor Wolf, every, every leader of any salt, Republican or Democrat, is aware of that and that they are all individually and collectively doing the best to keep that at a minimum.
0: So I know the president has, has come up with some proposals as his Congress to try to deal with the economic, you know, the economic issues that have, that have risen about this. But how do you see things going forward? Do you believe that the president will come up with anything more that can help stabilize the stock market or that can help, you know, help uh, businesses, especially the small businesses, I think, which, which are going to be hard hit? Do you see anything legitimately, you know, that, that can stabilize things coming out of, uh, out of Washington, Jeffrey?
1: I, I I do think that there is a bipartisan understanding of the need to help small business. And I do think that they're trying to figure that out exactly how to do it and, mm. and that they'll get it done because it is very important. There's just no question about it. So, uh, you know, and this is part and parcel of changing the way we live here, which is changing as we speak.
0: What do you think? What, what? What are, you mentioned that starting out that you see us changing and, and maybe. Well, let, pop- let
1: me just what, give, give you a, a, n- a 9-11 positive. example. Before, yes. before 9-11, we didn't have metal detectors and the TSA and the Department of Homeland Security and all of the rest. Once that happened, you know, it changed our world. There are going to be some equivalent changes like this.
0: Yeah, but I, would argue I certainly that don't know
1: w- the, what to expect and how they'll be, but, but that we'll have them. I don't have any doubt.
0: Yeah, but I would argue that the changes that happened to air travel were horrible, for, for the worst, taking off your shoes and all of that stuff. You, It used to be fun Well, traveling. I mean, I'm not saying good or bad. I'm just saying they oh, happened. I oh, I thought you were saying there might be some positive things that come out of this, because I would love to leave our listeners with something positive that might come out of this. You know, Oh, I, I'm, that-
1: Joyce, just in the nature of things, I think there will be some positives. I can't tell you what they are. There will be some positives, there will be some negatives, but there's going to be changed. There's no question about it when something like this happens. Because not to be forgotten, and I think we all take this for granted, our world is is totally connected in one form or another. I mean, people hop on a jet plane and you know, X number of hours, they're halfway across the world. That changes things. We take it for granted that changes things. One of the things I do think is going to change, this is a president who campaigned on China and our relations with China and that we shouldn't be so dependent on China. The fact that we're now waking up to the fact that there were rumors that the Chinese are saying, you know, 80% or whatever it is of your medications are made here and we're we're going to hold on to them. I mean, that should never be, these things should be manufactured. I mean, in what Altoona or, or Pittsburgh or Philadelphia oh, right. I, I or I Harrisburg. We
0: should not be dependent upon a potential enemy for our survival for medicine. Exactly. Right? Because,
2: I, mean, I, don't, I think we've got to agree that he's got a point there. Yeah. He has a point. And we can't also forget that just, just yesterday, Congress unanimously voted through a relief package to help struggling Americans who might not be able to work at this time, but not have the funds needed to, you know, continue living. Um, so maybe it, it's going to take, unfortunately, a crisis like this to take the politics out. For go. our so elected to
0: start actually thinking about the people. Yeah, that's a positive. We, we will perhaps. I mean, maybe it takes this external threat to have us all pulling together in one direction, uh, which is basically to make sure our people, you know, remain safe. But the other thing I think you you raise something, Jeffrey. The globalization. The question is, will this impact globalization? We already now have people closing down borders. If you're a foreigner, you can't get in right? So you can hop a plane, but you may not be let let into the country. And, And yet the one thing we have to all, you know, I think accept is that if somebody gets sick, it's going to impact me if I don't make sure they get healthcare, right? I mean, is it causing people to think differently about whether we need to really take care of the people around us and make sure they're they're healthy and have the ability to pay for the medical treatment they need. Is that causing any rethinking, Jeffrey?
1: Well, sure, sure. But I mean, what it what it should not do is make us want to dumb down the health care system so that basically it becomes shared misery. We have a fabulous health care system. The question is how to make sure that everybody has access to it. But you don't do that by taking it away from people and, and making the quality low- you know, not very good as it is in, in Britain and Canada and other places where people start coming to America because they need good health care. I mean, that's something you don't want to do and that's that's part of an ongoing discussion that's been going on long before this.
0: I agree with you. I don't have a disagreement, but I think we need a solution. We have people criticizing what's been put out there but not coming up with the solution. What is the solution? We've got we're now in a situation where we're threatened health-wise. And nobody's coming up with, well, here's the solution, not the president, not the Republican Party, not the Democratic Party. Where is, Where are the brilliant thinkers to say, here's what to do?
1: And I think, Joyce, to go back to my earlier point, that's one of the things that's probably going to come out of this.
0: Ah, maybe we'll get a solution to our healthcare crisis out of this pandemic. Wouldn't that be wonderful? There's no well, choice. <laughs> We have no choice. We have to do it. Because people have to have healthcare. We're all going to, I mean, we all will get infected by the person next to us, correct?
1: Right. If we're all walking around in spacesuits and staying at home, there's not going to be much <laughs> going on in human life.
0: <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly. So it all boils down to us having to make sure we take care of our neighbor. And maybe that that will lead us to solve this 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 one big issue out there, healthcare.
1: And and if I can just end on a on, on a positive note from my own experience, I can't tell you how many people I heard from, including all of you. You know, did I need anything while right. I was quarantined? People, total
0: strangers. Uh, that's a good sign. Well, it's a very good sign. And that's one of the things, even though Roger talked about panic, there are a lot of good people out there and a lot of people looking to help and looking to support those around them. So with that, I think we'll have to end it. It's been a, a really wonderful conversation. We've we've touched a lot of issues that I think are important to our readers and, and important to us as we continue to try to figure out where we're headed. I, unfortunately, it's still a dark uh, place here. We don't know how bad it's going to get, but you know what? With people like Rajette and Jeffrey, I think we're going to do just fine as we try to try to maneuver the coronavirus. So thank you again for being with us and stay tuned. We'll be back in another week to talk more about politics and Battleground PA. This was Battleground PA. Be sure to rate and subscribe to us so you don't miss a beat. Have an idea for an episode? Tweet us at BattlegroundPA or email us at topics at BattlegroundPA.org. Meanwhile, stay in the know between episodes on penlive.com. Battleground PA is hosted by PenLive's opinion editor, Joyce Davis, and is produced by Penn Studios director, Salim Michelle McClough and edited by Martin Boutros. More info and past episodes can be found at BattlegroundPA.org.